Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. U.S. stocks at or near their best level of the session right now with the S&P up 20 to 24.48, up by about nine-tenths of one percent. The Dow rallying 166 points. That's a gain of eight-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ is up 76 Higher by 1.2%. The tenure down 9.30 seconds, yield 2.21%. Gold down 6.30 the ounce to 12.87, a drop there of 5 tenths of 1%. And West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil, it is trading higher by 7 tenths of 1% to $47.71 a barrel on WTI. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that is a Bloomberg Business Flash. All right, Charlie, thank you so much for that update. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on this Tuesday. I'm Carol Masser, and this is Bloomberg. Oh, and you bet, and you end up in debt. Oh, try as you may, you just can't get away from mathematics. Can we talk a little bit about mathematics, more specifically quantitative funds? Um, something worth talking about because uh, some interesting things that obviously went on through, during the financial crisis and something that might be relevant to uh, the future and the outlook. Let's bring in Aaron Brown. He's former managing director, head of financial market research at AQR Capital Management, also a Bloomberg Profits contributor. That's a, our group of professionals offering actionable insights on markets, the economy, and monetary policy. Full disclosure, contributors may have a stake in the areas that they write about. Um, I'm not sure, Aaron, welcome, first of all. To, Thank you, Carol. To uh, Bloomberg Markets. I, I had written some notes to myself. Add this to your list of worries, the next quant fund crisis. <laughs> Should we be worried? Well, I'm a risk manager, so I don't try to guess what will happen. I try to figure out what scenarios will occur for anything that might happen. And, yeah, it's certainly possible we will have another quant equity crisis. Um, most strategies have a left tail event, which is how what we quants call yeah. an unexpectedly large bad event. Um, and so we look at the last one, which was in August 2007, and we try to say, okay, what's changed? How will it play out differently this time? And it, it will be very different if it happens. It may never happen, but like I say, I'm a risk manager, so I worry about it. Well, let's talk about specifics. Remind us what happened back in August of 07 as it unfolded and how it might be similar, dissimilar today. Sure. Uh, this was like big news at the time, but then everybody forgot about it because there was a bigger financial crisis that just around oh, yeah. the corner. I remember that. But it started in late June 2007. And this, if for those who are too young to remember, it was when storm clouds were gathering. The Bear Stern hedge funds were collapsing. People were starting to worry about subprime. But most people thought this was contained. This was going to be a, a minor bad event for the summer, not two years of the worst financial crisis since the Great Depression. Uh, quant equity strategies, which are very steady. They're very stable, safe strategies that make a little extra money every month, and they're very, you know, uh, popular among certain institutional investors. There were really no retail investors in these at the time. They just started losing money, and they started losing money more consistently than they had in the past, and the problem accelerated, and in three days in August, they lost more than they should have lost in a bad year. Then the next day, Friday, August 10th, everything bounced back, and Mm. the whole thing was over. Uh, and that's why people forgot about it, because it never went any bigger. The stock market was totally unaffected by it. The stock market was actually up a little bit that week. But serious for some investors who had to live through it. Uh, if you were or 100%, it? it really wasn't. It was for okay. quant equity funds. If you ran a quant equity fund, you were hurt, because your strategy was down more than it was supposed to be down. Your investors were fleeing. And over the next uh, 18 months or so, about two-thirds of the assets were withdrawn from the strategy. 
But no investor should have had 100% of their assets in the strategy. This was something you put 5% of your assets in as a diversifier. Right. And by the time, you know, you know, by the time they started worrying about this, they had much bigger worries on their portfolios. How is um, the type of quant funds that we see today, how is it different? How is the market environment different? Well, uh, they're bigger. There's a lot more in them. Uh, they're retail funds, which means uh, at least a good portion of them are retail funds. Uh, the smart beta funds, factor funds, style funds. Um, Can I just stop right sure. there? Has all of that kind of gotten out of control? No, no. It, 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 it's it's there. There is a marketing hype to it. It's probably bigger and faster than it should be. But there's yeah. solid ideas. There okay. are good solid ideas in there. Some. Some, sure. It's some good, some bad. <laughs> just because okay. you call yourself quant doesn't mean you're smart. It's just it's a different way of doing things, and there are good and bad quants, just like good and bad investors, uh, qualitative investors. Um, so we have a lot more money, and it's got daily liquidity, mm-hmm. which is a problem. On the good side, there's a lot less leverage. I would say we have, my guess, and it's kind of hard to get figures on this because of definitions and, and measurement, but I would say we probably have twice the assets in quant equity that we did in 2007, but really probably about the same total market exposure because we've got so much less leverage. Um, so I don't think we have to worry about an August 2007 type event. I think that even in a real, you know, meltdown scenario, the stock market could easily handle the volume. I would say in, uh, we would have perhaps a 10% increase in stock market volume if all of the funds had to start delevering because of investor redemptions and, and panic in there. But it does mean investors in these funds would be hurt. I don't think we have any systemic problems for the market, but if you're invested in one of these funds, you really should be prepared for this kind of tail event. So words of caution. Yeah. Either don't get into it, or if you get into it, be prepared that this could happen. You could have a, you know, a, a, your strategy could, assuming you're in a long-only smart beta fund, you know, you could have a, easily have a week or a month where your strategy outperform, underperforms the market by 5% or 6%. And if you're planning to sell when that happens, you know, you're better, much better off getting up now and putting your money in an index fund instead. All right. As you said, you know, your, your job was, you still do it now as a columnist and teacher, you know, to kind of look at and assess risk in the financial markets. When you look at today's market environment, is it a risky market? It is a somewhat overvalued market. It's not a dramatically overvalued market. And what that means to me is an investors for the next five or ten years should be expecting less than historical average returns. I don't think we're in a particularly uh, dangerous time for a crash. So I don't think there's any big short-term reason to worry. On the other hand, most crashes are unexpected, so that doesn't really help you very much. But is there, you know, of course, everybody has has talked about the quantitative easing and what kind of new bubbles that that has created. Is it a fixed-income bubble? Is it? uh, Do we really know quite yet? (laughs) The valuations are quite high. Uh, They are not in bubble territory. To me, a bubble is when a price is completely unjustifiable from any future scenario. Right. Right now, if you're an optimist, you would say, okay, well, you can justify these prices, but you have to be pretty optimistic. And that means most likely we're going to see subnormal returns, but not, there's no reason to expect disaster. Very interesting. Um, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Carol, for having me. Yeah, great to have you here. Aaron Brown, he's a former managing director, head of financial market research at AQR Capital Management, also a Bloomberg Profits contributor, as I mentioned. Uh, that's a group of professionals here at Bloomberg uh, offering actionable insights into uh, markets, the economy, also monetary policy. All right, you are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Coming up on the other side of the break, we'll get a check on today's trading session, some of the movers, and some of your top business headlines. A little bit later on, too, after the closing bell, we've got earnings from Salesforce.com. You are listening to Bloomberg Radio.